Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It is Dr. G, and we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. And today we have Martin Salama, and he is going to tell you all about who he is and what he is up to. Well, hello, hello, hello to you too. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Martin Salama. I'm known as the architect of the Warriors Life Code. I help people shift their mindset from lack to abundance so that they can uncover their greatness so that they can live incredibly full every day. And that's what the life in the Warriors Life Code stands for. Awesome, 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 awesome. So you use some words that are favorite words around here, mindset, greatness. And so we are always intrigued by that. Why? Because fear, which we talk about on this podcast, tends to try to be a mindset killer. It also tries to stop us from achieving our greatness. So we are particularly interested in your thoughts on that and how we are able to face our fear bravely so that we can truly unleash our greatness. So you've oh. got to tell us how and how and how and the backstory and all the, all the tea, spill it all. Cause we want to hear <laughs> how did you become a coach in this niche? Okay. So, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. We'll go right back to the early times when I was 10 years old, uh, I was walking home from school with one of my four older sisters and as I got onto my block, I noticed there was a school bus stopped right in front of my house. And, you know, I was a little, little con confused. And I saw the bus driver standing right there. As I got closer, my mother came running out of the house, holding my five-year-old brother, Michael, in her hands, ran into the car and drove away. My sister and I are looking at each other. What is going on? I'm 10 years old. My sister's 13. And we see the bus driver's crying. We come to find out that my brother dropped something as he got off the bus, being a five-year-old. Oh he went God. to pick it up. And the next thing you know, the bus driver didn't see him, drove and hit him. Oh, no. Four days later, my brother succumbed to his injuries and, uh, and passed away. That was, of course, the most tragic thing to happen in my entire life. And it stuck with me in such a way that shaped the next... 40 years of my life. At that moment, when my brother died, I told myself a story. Nobody told it to me. I told it to myself. I said, now that I'm the only boy left, it's my job to make sure that my parents are always happy. 
that I'm doing whatever I can to give them the happiness they deserve. I'm 10 years old. What am I telling myself? So I go on to become a people pleaser. And that continued when I got married. I became a people pleaser to my wife. Okay. And here I am trying to, to, to juggle all these plates and make everybody happy. And I'm not making anybody happy. And I'm saying I'm doing all this to make everybody happy. And what I did was, and this is something that I've, I've trademarked, I rationalized. And to me, rationalize is two words, rational lies. I was telling myself, I was lying to myself that it was rational for me to do all these things that I thought was helping everybody else and was good when I wasn't helping anybody. And I, I would do things that were against. The reason I call it rational lies is I was lying to myself that I was going to go against my values so that I could make everybody else happy. What comes with being a people pleaser is that you become to take things, in my case at least, and I found in many others, is that you take things personally, that you're a control freak. And that for me, I would react to anything to the point I would overreact, that I would become a nuclear reactor and I would explode and leave fall out all over the place that I have to go back later and fix. And all this is because my brother passed away and I told myself that I need to make everybody happy. Now, fast forward, I'm in a relationship with my wife for 24 years. A few years before this, in the early 2000s, she comes to me, she says, I have an idea. I just closed the business. I was looking for something to do. She said, I'm having difficulty finding tennis time where we live. She said, I'm playing at 10 o'clock at night because I can't find a tennis court. I'm like, okay, let's look into this. And we, for the next four or five years, we start working on looking into building a tennis center. It turns into a $15 million project, okay? And in 2008, the summer of 2008, we finally, after four or five years, get everything we need to build this project. In the meantime, I put in $2 million of my money millions of dollars of families, money, uh, uh, investors, go to the bank and we go, okay, we've gotten all the approvals, the city, the state, everybody's ready for us. And they start laughing. They go, we're not lending. The world's about to fall apart. I'm like, what? This was August of 2008. In September, oh, wow. we know what happens. Yes. The financial world falls apart and the rug is pulled right out from under me. I lose absolutely Every penny I have, the money I borrowed, the money invested, you name it, it's all gone. Okay, I'm pretty depressed now. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And I start worrying about absolutely everything. Remember the word worrying. So now I go through a, a whole problem of trying to figure out how to move forward in my life. And I'm depressed. And my depression is really situational based. And I have no money now. My family is controlling some of my money that because I had some income coming in from other areas. And to their credit, they were helping me. But I started to say, like, you need to see a psychiatrist. You need to go on Wellbutrin. I'm like, okay, I'll go on Wellbutrin. I start going on Wellbutrin, but I'm not paying all my bills. So all of a sudden, my insurance lapsed because I have no oh, money. No. Oh, no. Right? So as a result, mm. it becomes a vicious cycle. Right. My insurance yeah. flop, so I can't get the Wellbutrin. I can't get the Wellbutrin. And one day I look at myself, I go, you know what? How much do I really need this medication? 
how much is it about me changing way, the way I'm feeling about what's going on? And I go, okay, great. I call my family. I tell them, look, this is what's going on. They help me get my insurance back. But I stopped taking the Wellbutrin. A few months later, I'm feeling really good. And I go, you know what? I think I know what I want to do. I want to become a life coach because I had life coaches in the past. And they were very helpful. And in my life, as I grew up, I told you I was a people pleaser. So I was always involved in community organizations. And I was always a leader. Somebody that people could come to because they knew how to get things done. Right? So here I am. So on our 24th wedding anniversary, I've decided to make this change. My wife comes to me and she says, happy anniversary. Well, she doesn't really say happy anniversary. She goes, I want a divorce. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. right. See, thanks for that anniversary gift. I'm like, I'm floored. I'm feeling every emotion you can imagine. Anger, shame, loneliness, depressed, back to being depressed because here I oh am. My gosh. And I'm trying to convince her not to divorce me. Because why? I find out later that the reason why was because I was afraid I would never have anybody love me again. Because I had no self-esteem, no self-love. And she, I, you know, she was beaten down. I was beaten down. I found that I looked at it at the time. I took all the responsibility. It's all my fault because that's a people pleaser. Now I start going into life coaching school. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, maybe this will help my marriage. <laughs> I get there and the first week in the school, they go, we're going to show you how to figure yourself out before you figure anybody else out. Right, right. I'm like, all right, get in there. And I'm crying all weekend because I'm recognizing all these signs. And Gosh. I realized that I need to figure out how to make things go right for me and that everything else will take care of itself. And I read a book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. You ever read that book? No, I haven't. Well, it's one you should read. And the second agreement is don't take anything personal. That's a hard one. But it's as if somebody had just turned on the lights and told me the secret that everybody's been telling me my entire life and I couldn't hear it until now. If I stop taking things personally, I will then understand that I don't need to be a people pleaser. I don't need to look for everybody's recognition and approval. I don't need to drive, you know, to have a short fuse. And because of the life coaching, going through life coaching at the same time as a divorce, it saved my life. Wow. Saved my life. Wow. So how's that for a story? That is an incredible story. Oh my gosh. And then I, as you're talking, I'm also sensing how you face fear and all of that, right? Because I mean, there were so many instances where you were faced with it because you had fear at the very beginning when you had no idea what was going to happen with your brother. All you saw was your mom scoop your brother up and hurriedly, you know, leave the scene. And then the next piece is like, when you make a decision that you're going to be the glue that holds a family together. And then as a corollary, the glue that holds your world together, right? Because it seems like everybody you came in contact with that was like your your mission seemed like yeah and then yep. the other thing and then when you get to that point where you're like okay this is something that we have put blood sweat and tears you know huge sweat equity into and we're about to make this move which is a bold move to have a to start a set a tennis center is a massive massive leap of faith and bold move and so you 
overcame fear. You asked for the money. You like, you know, you put, procured your own capital and you took that step only to find that you were coming up against a brick wall, right? And so fear again, right? So now yep. you're like, wait, I was on this mission. I had this goal and now that is thwarted. What is the next step? So that's huge fear. And then to have things start to roll in a positive direction only to find out that your sweetie was not happy in a quarter of a, a century's worth of life commitment. And then now you're like, okay, this has been my normal. This has been my situation. How now do I go forward when I have no idea what the next steps in the playbook are? And then the final thing is you decide now, okay, fine. I have seen where this particular avenue has been beneficial to me. I feel like I want to pay it forward now. And have it be an impact to others. You go to life school, they like dig deep into your own psyche and your own background, your own backstory. And then boom, you're faced with another fear. Now what? Here it is. Yep. Here is me in the raw. What the heck comes next? That's a <laughs> lot of fear facing my friend. That is a lot you. of fear. Thank facing. you. Maybe more than, more than I, sh I, I should have had, but this is what, this is what life dealt me. And you know, Lots of times I'd look back and I'd say I was a failure on so many things. And, and I have to tell your audience right now, you are a fantastic listener. Unbelievable how you picked up every part of my story and repeated it to me as if you were, as if you knew it already. So really, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. So now I finished going through life coaching school. I'm like, what am I going to become? What kind of life coach am I going to become? And, I'm, and I get a message from somebody and she says, somebody I know for 40 years. And she says, uh, I know you're divorced now. Are you ready to start dating? I'm like, why? You want to date me? She goes, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Is that a preposition? Goes, no, like, I love what's going you. Out here? <laughs> but, but I'm a matchmaker in our small Jewish community that I live in here in oh, Brooklyn. Awesome. 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 And she goes, I want to help you find somebody else. I said, I don't know if I'm ready to date. So she goes, let's talk. So I, we make a phone call after an hour. She says, I got to tell you, I've never met a man more well put together after a divorce than you. I'm like, well, thanks to life coaching school. She goes, maybe you should uh, teach, you know, coach people on recovering from divorce. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Became a divorce recovery coach. Okay, and that's what I did it. for a few years, right? <laughs> Helping people recover from that emotional pain of divorce, whether you asked for it or you were asked for it, you are suffering, men and women. Men don't like to admit it, but we suffer too, right? And I'm going through this and I'm doing good work. And I look at myself one day and I'm the heaviest I ever am in my life. And I realize I might like myself, but I don't love myself. And what's going on here? I still have some baggage. So I say, okay, I'm gonna start with the heavy baggage, all right, and start to lose weight. I start eating better. I start exercising. And as things start to happen, the endorphins start kicking in. And I'm yeah. starting to read the books I was reading before and being happy. And I'm even doing something I never did before. And I had a difficult time doing it. I was meditating. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I start meditating. And one day I'm doing one of these guided meditations. And I had this download of information. 
When I finished meditating, I wrote for at least two hours straight. Wow. And what came out of that was my desire to help people live their best life. Because I was living it. And I started dating. And all of a sudden, I get a call from my friend one day. She says, you must take this woman out. Start telling me all about her. I said, okay, but she's about 15 years younger than me. I mean, uh, if she's okay to go out with me, I'm good with going out with a girl 15 years younger. She goes, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's all good. So we start dating. And within a month, I turned to her. I said, I have to tell you something. And I don't need to hear it from you, but I have to tell it to you. I love you. Wow. And she looked at me. She's like, okay. I said, you don't have to tell me anything. When you're ready, you'll tell it to me. She had a lot of baggage she needed to get through herself. Her first marriage was a tough one. So it was hard for her. Two weeks later, came back. She said, I love you too. Two years later, uh -huh. we got married. And we're married for almost four years now. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. But what came out of all this, of this, was when I went to coaching school, I got an understanding of values, right? And the importance of values. And I realized my first marriage, I never should have been married to her. We were so codependent and our values were so different that I never saw the signs that my parents were dangling right in front of me and people saying, really, maybe you shouldn't be getting married. I didn't listen. Uh, I'm a 23 year old, 24 year old guy. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Kid. I want yeah. to marry. Yeah, we never, we never listen at that age. <laughs> exactly. But I do have four beautiful children. And as of two weeks ago, my eighth grandchild. And oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. And it took a while, but I have a great relationship with my ex wife now. But what came out of that day was the acronym LIFE Live Incredibly Full Every Day. Okay. And something that I found very interesting, you asked me early on about fear and facing fear. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really answer the question. You sort of did, but I'm going to tell you what I feel. In the past, when I got fear, I shriveled up. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I'll figure it out. And I was afraid. And now when I get fear, I take it as an, as an, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, adrenaline. Take the adrenaline that comes with fear and do it anyway. Love it. What's going to happen? You're going to have to do it one way or the other. So if you do it with the adrenaline and say, I'm going to do my best, you'll come out the other side. So true. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. Those are great pearls because I think that we are always looking looking at situations, looking for like the analysis behind it to figure out what the way forward is. And if we just break it down to that, so basic, so like, I don't want to say primal, but maybe primal, like the primal nature of it, yeah. right? Like yeah, it primal. the reason why we have fear is for a good reason. We have it because at one point it was fight or flight. It was like, Hey, if you're not afraid of the danger, you will not survive, but we don't really have that anymore. So it's, it's up to us to do exactly what you just said, which is yep. take that fear and turn it into a fuel, you know, recognize it for its power and then take the steps forward. That That's is an amazing it. pearl. Thank That's you so it. much so, for that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. So now we come up to 25. So I put this program that I never really do anything when I put it on the side, I'm focusing on my J-O-B, you know, my everyday dollars to bring money in and stuff like that. And COVID hits. Okay. And I'm watching the world everybody's afraid. Mm -hmm. Everybody's worrying. And I'm mm -hmm. looking at myself and I said, 
I'm not worrying. Why am I not worrying? And I realized the last 10 years were preparing me for anything that comes my way. And this is what came my way and the rest of the world. And I go mm. on Facebook and I say, I've said, you know what? I want to help somebody, anybody who, and I want to show them how to go from being a warrior to a warrior. Nice. And a warrior is someone who has faced adversity and come out the other side stronger and ready for battle again, whatever that battle is. Men, women, anybody is a warrior who's come through the other side and said, I'm stronger as a result. And that's where the warrior's life code comes from. Love it. That is fantastic. And I love that it's like, it's kind of like, you're kind of like the phoenix (laughs) because you you rose to the ashes. Like, you know, you're like, look, I see, I see dust all around and I am (laughs) not going to have the dust inhaled into my lungs. Like you're like, no, I will blow out. I will make sure that not only will I blow out, but I'm going to throw some life preservers out there so others can also blow out. And I think that is, uh, that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. But what's the thing that everybody is worried about there right now in life out there? They're emotional, their emotions, controlling their emotions, right? And as life coaches, our, one of our jobs is to have people understand that if you don't control your emotions, your emotions are controlling you, right? Because your thoughts lead, lead to your emotions, which lead to your actions, right? So if you get the motion, the thought, and then can do something about it, now you can move forward. So I have one of my programs that I talk about is building your emotional strength. And it's four simple steps to keep your feelings from ruling your actions. All right. Should I tell you the four steps? Yeah, let's hear it. Absolutely. All right. Now, you see, I like the word, the acronym. You see, I like to use acronyms. Yeah, yeah. So I took the acronym LIFE, and I built it into my program. Okay. Number one, listen to your inner voice and acknowledge your feelings, right? So your inner voice is your emotion. What am I feeling right now at this moment? There's a difference between emotions and feelings. Emotions are that immediate thing that you, oh my God, 
And then the feeling is, what kind of an emotion am I having? For example, I'm angry. But what kind of angry are you? Are you ticked off where you want to beat somebody up? Or are you just kind of like, you know, okay, this is something that's not bothering me so much. And so what I do is, and if I would love to offer it to your audience, mm -hmm. is they can listen to, I'll give, I can give you a link to a longer webinar that talk, goes deeper into this. And with it, they'll get a chart that explains the emotions across the top and the feelings going down. And then a worksheet with these four steps that I'm going to go over that they can look at and work through whenever they're feeling it. Could be at the moment or it could be down the road. Why I was feeling that. So number one, listen yes. to your inner voice and acknowledge your feelings. Number two, identify those feelings. So now I say I'm angry. What kind of angry? Identify. Number three, find out why. Question your feelings. Why am I feeling this? Did somebody hurt me? How did they hurt me? What happened? Or, and then you go, is it hurting me or helping me? What's going on? And you go through it. I go deeper into the webinar. And then the last one, engage and change and take action right damn now. Mm, Don't wait. Love it. Love that Put one. Put it down <laughs> on your calendar. What are you going to do? And when are you going to do it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is huge. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's funny because, like, I love that you have that as the um, – the, you know, the anchor, because uh, that is a problem that a lot of us have. Like we get so easily overwhelmed because we don't see a clear path to fixing the problem, right? Like we see the problem, like we may recognize it, which is you know, a huge step in, it, in and of itself. But then we just don't really feel like either A, we can't, we cannot pursue that way forward or B, we're just like, there's just no way we can fit it into our busy schedules, quote unquote. And so making it real by putting a date on it and having like a immediate action plan, like it might be super simple. Like, you know, you mentioned the, the biggest uh, first step is actually writing it down. Right. And so once we've written something down, if we speak the thing into the ether or we speak the thing into like our our group that, that we are surrounded by, then it's like, OK, I told my people, so I got to do right. this now, you know, right. and it but makes it that much more attainable. It makes it that much so more true. like something you're going to do. So I love it's that you have so that as true. the anchor. That's amazing. That's Thank amazing. You. Life is what my whole program is about. I use that acronym for so many things. Okay. The word life, I break it down into like love intensely, fearlessly and effortlessly. And I have a bunch of others because, and I say to people when they go through my program, that what I want you to do is to wake up every morning and write down three things you're grateful for. Okay. And before you go to bed, write down three things you're grateful for. And it could be the littlest thing. And then have some kind of mantra that gets you through the day. So I get up, I wake up and I, I write down my things. I pray because I pray every morning. And then sometime in that phrase, I'm going to, I say to myself today, I'm going to live incredibly full every day. Now my mindset is ready for whatever comes. Now, do I feel 100% all the time? Don't we all wish? Right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And people think, oh, life coaches, all they want you to do is make, you, make sure you never get angry. No, not true. 
It's how you get angry that matters, right? The old me was a, like a nuclear reactor. Wow. Now I respond. 95 to 98% of the time. There's still some times that someone's going to hit me with something that I'm going to go, what the hell just happened? Yeah, you yeah. Know, whiplash. <laughs> but, and then it's about how fast can I get myself controlled back to the way I was? Because my anger was never controlled before. And there was an interesting story. My son was getting married about two or three years after my divorce. And there was, there was, a, there was something happened a few days before the wedding. And my son came back. I'm so sorry, dad. I didn't know mom was doing this. I'm so sorry. The old me would have picked up the phone right there, right there and ripped her a new one. Oh, wow. Right? And she deserved it. But what would I have done two days before the wedding? I would have set her off, myself off, my son, and whoever else was in the vicinity. Right. And what kind of wedding would it have been? Right. One that exactly. we still remember to this day as being something where you could cut the tension with a knife. I said, no, son, good. I get it. Fine. I waited till two days after the wedding. I called her up and I told her, look, this is what you did. And it wasn't about me. It wasn't about, I knew she wasn't going to hear a word I said, but I didn't care. I needed to tell her, you disrespected me. You showed the children it's okay to disrespect me. This, 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 whatever it was. And I, it, was a, it was a measured anger, right? controlled anger. And I ended the thing, and this was basically a defining moment for me. I said, thank you for divorcing me. Wow. At that moment, I realized she did me the best favor possible. That's incredible. <laughs> that's like, that's not uh, the typical uh, end of conversation. <laughs> Right, right. So what did I do? I used the four steps. He told me what happened. I listened to my, emotion, my voice, my inner voice, and I acknowledged my feelings. I identified what I was feeling. I went deeper. I found out why. Why was I feeling this? I questioned myself. You got to question yourself almost as if you're on trial with yourself, like you're cross-examining. You want to get deep into a thing. And then I engaged and changed and I took action. I wrote down after the wedding, I'm going to take care of this. Mm. Wow. So you can say I practice what I preach. Yes, clearly. <laughs> I was literally like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is good. <laughs> like you're, you're showing practical applications from your own life, which is awesome. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So now you have to tell everybody, Martin, where and how they can reach out to you. So number one, I'll give you a link that they can go to. Right. Um, which you could put into your podcast, but they could also go to the warriorslifecode.com, okay. right? I'll give you that link as well that they can go to right on your, is that the way we could do it? Yeah, in, in the I would just say to, I would just say to state the, um, the actual, um, I guess the website then, because state that, because right. not everybody's going to have access to the, um, the show notes right. as they're listening, you know what I mean? And so gotcha. that way, that way it's on there as an audio. Yep. Yep. Okay, great. Give me one second and I'll tell you exactly what it's called. Okay, so no worries. You exactly right. It's called, it's called tinyurl.com. I still haven't done the other part. Slash W2W podcast gift. Okay. Tinyurl.com 
forward slash W, the number two W, warrior to warrior podcast gift. Awesome. All right. When they click on that, it'll take them to a page where they, they will get access to the, to the webinar, the full half hour, 40 minute webinar, along with the downloads of the sheets that we were talking about and the worksheet. And if they want, there's also a link there. If they want, they can set up a 30 minute conversation with me to see how they felt about what they did, where they want to go from there. Awesome. That's great. And then let's hear the, um, the warrior websites, what that is exactly as well. If you could say that warriors lifecode.com. And it's C O D E code, right? Right. Code. Okay. And when they go there, they'll have an opportunity to get a free gift as well there, which is stay positive, no matter what's pissing you off. That's useful. That's for sure. Because let me tell you, there are many things every single day that will test that. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that because that is very helpful. Like I said, if someone's listening on the go, at least they have a reference point and they can go back to the show notes sure. and you know get it that way. Um, thank you for that. Fantastic. Thank you for giving me that heads up on that part. I'm still learning the world of podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, my, my goal is always to, you know, obviously I, I do this podcast for very selfish reasons. I personally am facing fear and I happen to know lots of people who are. And so, you know, the whole goal of this podcast is to kind of, to hear different perspectives, uh, you know, and just to be able to know that there are many different ways in which you can face your fear. And, I truly, truly, truly appreciate the fact that you shared your stories because I feel like that is the most powerful thing that will actually help somebody, right? Because we can always tell people, this is what you need to do. But it's when we share the stories, whether they're our own stories or the stories of people that we've impacted, the stories are really what make the difference because the stories are what help us. Because as I was listening to your stories. I haven't gone through a divorce or anything like that, but I was with you there. I I was like, oh my God, I can just imagine, I can, I tried to imagine what it would feel like after 25 years of giving my life to somebody else and integrating them into my world to have it all just come to a halt, you know? And so, you know, those are the things, you know, and these are human things. And we're constantly faced with fear in our daily lives. And so to hear how you can be faced with such a big item that Mm -hmm. came out of nowhere. So you had element of surprise. And on top of that, you had to face fear and to see that you were able to come out of that, like rise from the ashes, like I was calling you before Phoenix. You You know, know, it's interesting. I want to just leave our, you know, before we close, tell you a little thing. So when my brother Michael died at ten, when I was 10 years old, people over the years would, because my name is Martin, Michael, Martin, M.M., you know, they would call me Michael, whether they knew me or they knew or my story, they didn't. And I would like tense up, you know, because it made me remember that day and, and that tragedy. And I've cried many times over the years. And then as I started going through coaching and I thought about it more. I came to realize that when someone called me Michael, 
it was God's way of telling me that Michael's with me and mm -hmm. he's watching me, watching over me. Wow. That's so beautiful. Now I embrace yeah. it when someone says that. I'm like, okay. It's like, uh, it's like the movie, uh, uh, you know, um, what is it? Uh, with the Christmas movie with all of a sudden it went out of my head uh, with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, you yes, know, yes. It's a wonderful life, right? It's, it's a wonderful one? life. Right yeah, when, yeah. when when the girl girl says, "Oh, every time the bell rings, an angel gets yes. his wing." Yes. Every time Michael, someone says Michael to me, it's it's my angel Michael telling me he's with me. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, I have had such a great conversation with you, and the tribe has benefited greatly from your experiences that you shared. And I know for certain that you will get reach outs as a consequence of this because I am positive that your story, your mission, your the way that you're giving back has resonated with someone who's listening. And so I thank you for that. Oh, you know, we are we're you. at that. <laughs> We are at that part of the show where we do fill in the blanks. And so I need to know before we get going, are you ready? Are you ready to fill in the blanks? I am ready. Ready or not, okay. here I come. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right. So the first one is, if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will be abundant in everything I feel and do. Awesome. Awesome. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means a mindset of abundance. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Oh, this one, this one's a layup. The warrior's life code live incredibly full every day. Awesome. Love that. You know what? We thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and sharing with us. You know, we do not take that for granted. We are appreciative for certain because we have a strong belief here that everybody who comes into your life and touches you and shares a piece of themselves is making that impact that is much needed. So thank you so much for that. And we truly, truly, truly appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you, Dr. Charmaine. Dr. G. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs>